0: There is nothing wrong with your podcatcher. Do not attempt to adjust the feed. We are controlling the bitstream. We control the encoding. We can mispronounce names. We can consume alcoholic beverages. For the next half hour, we will control all that you read and discuss. Go to patreon.com slash laser to pledge support. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you.
1: I just realized that it's, uh, we're recording a little later because of scheduling, uh, and I, I definitely could have a drink and I don't.
0: Well, I mean, we're recording later in the week, but earlier in the day...
1: Right, and I think because it's earlier in the day, I was like, well, I won't have a... I didn't think about getting a drink, but it's, you know, it's 2.30. That's,
0: that's true. It's not
1: crazy.
0: Should we pause and come back?
1: Jim, cut this out. All
0: right, we'll be right <laughs> All back. All right, we'll be right back. Leave it running.
1: Three hours later.
0: All right. What did you end up getting? I am getting, I got, I got it, a... um. That's a finger of Old Potrero.
1: Ooh, and you got a big Whiskey. old block of ice in there. You just had that at the ready. That's impressive.
0: Thank you. Yes. So I got my I, big old block of ice.
1: I almost went for a bourbon, but I actually was just drawn to a Newcastle brown ale.
0: A beer would have been good. I The only beer I have in the fridge is Four Point uh, Nitro Stout, and it's not my favorite. Have you had the Four Point Stout before?
1: You know, yeah, I... I love a stout. Don't get me, me wrong. Too, a Guinness too. every time will mm-hmm. make me happy. But some of these nitro stouts are better than others.
0: Yes, it's a little. It's a little too.
1: Nitro doesn't always work. One of the things I love yeah. about a good stout is creaminess, and nitro doesn't it's always not make creamy. it creamy. It's <laughs> yeah, not at all exactly. creamy. <laughs> when and I say I not always, you. I mean it never does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, and I'm realizing I also, in spite of trying it regularly, don't really love nitro coffee either.
1: I'm the same way. I know it's it's really popular, but it's just not my thing. Not it's not thing. bad. It's not like if you gave me a nitro coffee, I'd throw it in your face or anything.
0: It has like a flatness <laughs> to it, yeah, that I just don't find. Anyway, um, I'm drinking Old Patrero instead. Old
1: Patrero, Old Patrero.
0: All right. Well, uh, that was that was a fun diversion. Let's uh, let's jump into the meat of this sandwich and get into the quick burns. <laughs>
1: Uh, credit to Ruth who wrote this up kind of early when it was breaking. Uh, I'm not going to read what Ruth wrote on Goodreads, uh, because I actually wrote it up for some other shows as well, but uh, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make sure Ruth got the credit here. Uh, HBO max will feature a series set 300 years before the events of house of the dragon by George R. R. Martin. I'm sorry, of fire and blood by George R. R. Martin. Mm -hmm. The series will be called house of the dragon. So it's a game of Thrones prequel, uh, not even going to do a pilot. They're going straight to a series. Yeah, 10 episode order. If you're like, wait, did you say HBO Max? What is that? This is a streaming service that is going to include all of HBO plus other things that is launching in May. Uh, The director of Game of Thrones Battle of the Bastards episode did a bunch of other episodes of Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm, Miguel mm -hmm. Sapochnik is one of the showrunners along with Ryan Condal, who is writing the script. He also wrote a lot of the Game of Thrones episodes. Uh, If you're like, whoa, so now we're getting two Game of Thrones. No, you're not. HBO also canceled plans for what was being referred to as The Long Night. That was the one run by Jane Goldman starring Naomi Watts. They are just no longer doing that one.
0: Yeah, that one really felt like it was moving forward. And then people were pretty disappointed to hear that it had gotten the axe because I think they were excited uh, for this combination.
1: It sounded like, and we haven't got any like really official word, but uh, like the deadlines and varieties and Hollywood reporters were sort of hinting that there may have been some creative differences between what HBO wanted out of it and what Jane Goldman wanted to do. And, and I'm not necessarily saying it was mutual, but it sounds mm-hmm. like they just couldn't resolve that.
0: Yeah, uh, bummer. Well, you know, I'll still be happy for a little more in that world, though we have so many other options now. There's so much other stuff happening in the science fiction fantasy space on TV, so I'm...
1: Are you watching His Dark Materials yet?
0: I haven't started it yet. No, I was away when it launched. Is it good?
1: I'm, I'm happy. It's, I mean, we, there's a special place in my heart for the Golden Compass movie because mm-hmm. we did the, the, His Dark Materials. We did the Golden Compass. As our, was that our first? Was
0: it was our either first? our first... First or second. One yeah. was American Gods and one was the Golden Compass and well, I can we never it, remember which one was first. We picked
1: it like right at the beginning of Sword and Laser because mm-hmm. of the movie and then the movie wasn't that good Yeah, the, the TV series is much better than that and the the best recommendation I can give for it is that Eileen my wife sat down knowing nothing about the series at all like I I explained to her a tiny bit about how demons work in it right before mm-hmm, we sat mm-hmm. down uh, because she's like I, there's animals they all have dogs or something I'm like well sort of <laughs> not quite uh, and she's like okay fine uh, she loved it she's like oh, oh my god good. I'm so much more into this than Watchmen even and she likes Watchmen Ooh. so yeah
0: Watchmen's um, really getting me going i'm enjoying that immensely so far i find it fascinating and i love all the little intrigue. i know this is not a tv show but these are all based on books or comic books so i feel like it's okay um yeah Watchmen just has me riveted especially all the like interesting supernatural kinds of things that are happening as like a side like in the on the sidelines that haven't really been explained
1: squids and you know yeah. yeah
0: That kind of stuff is like, what is going on? What's going to happen? Uh, so I'm, I'm enjoying TV right now. Uh, but let's move out of the TV space and back into books. Uh, Dara says the 2019 NAMA Awards were announced in Lagos, Nigeria. The Nama Awards recognize works of speculative fiction by Africans defined as, quote, science fiction, fantasy, stories of magic and traditional belief, alternative histories, horror and strange stuff that might not fit in anywhere else. Via TOR, the winner is Freshwater by Akiwake Imizi. The full list can be viewed on TOR's website and uh, Dara says looks like a good list for future picks.
1: This is a great source if you're like looking for new stuff. Uh, the the nominees for novel were Children of Blood and Bone, Empty Monsters, Knucklebone, The Strange, and A Spy in Time. I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about any of those, but. Th- the titles alone, I think, kind of give you the idea of like these. These are some interesting stories. These. these are some good stuff. Uh, and Nnedi Okorafor, uh was novel. Was uh, the novella Binti, uh, The Night Masquerade, was was a nominee as well. Didn't win. The Firebird by Noreen Dorman won instead. But this this looks like an excellent uh, resource for finding cool new stuff to read.
0: I have to say, having read Binti, if Binti didn't win that must've been an awesome list of nominees. Like I, that makes me really excited because mm-hmm, Binti mm-hmm. was one of my favorite novellas slash books that I read in the past year. Um, so that, that makes me really excited to to test out some of these other books too.
1: Dara sent in the note that Brian McClellan, friend of the show, I would like to think I, we could say, uh, will be writing a new epic fantasy series for tour books in the shadow of lightning set to be released in spring of 22. Here's the, Description from Tor. Uh, the vice president of publisher of Tor, Devi Pillai. I've been a fan of Brian since the beginning when he blew me away with his Powder Mage series. Now we have a brand new world where magic is dying and a washed up prodigy must come back to the politics and intrigue he left behind to avenge his mother. Add a greedy and all-powerful empire built on god glass magic and controlled by the guilds and you have a perfect storm of industrialized magic, amazing characters, and a world you can immerse yourself in.
0: Woot woot! That's ex- that sounds fun.
1: Yeah, it sounds great. Sounds job, like a Brian. cool new
0: magic system.
1: God if, glass. If someone's got wait.
0: cool ideas about new magic systems, it's Brian T. McClellan.
1: Hell yeah, it is.
0: That's great. Um, Mark says the World Fantasy Award winners were announced today, and Best Novel was awarded to Witchmark by C.L. Polk. And we should me- point
1: out that today was the day he was posting it, not today, the day we're recording it.
0: So today, the day, which was Sunday, November 3rd. Correct. Yes. And so uh, the winners for the 2019 World Fantasy Awards have been announced over on the tour blog, including Lifetime Achievement recipients Hayao Miyazaki and Jack Zipes. Uh, congrats to the finalists and winners. And let's see who else we got here.
1: Uh, up for a nomination for Anthology was Sword and Sonnet, edited by Aidan Doyle, mm. Rachel K. Jones, and mm-hmm. E. Catherine Tobler.
0: Very cool.
1: Yeah. They didn't win the world scene in passing 10 years of tour.com f- short fiction edited by Irene Gallo one, but I mean, tour, what are you going to do?
0: What are you going to do? <laughs> um, so very cool. Congratulations. We are in the thick of awards, award season, it seems.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, I like that Mark posted this little Barnes and Noble marketing effort, uh, which seems weird to say, but it's all the winning books, a roundup of 2019's major science fiction and fantasy award winners. Uh, great place to just kind of look at all of the best of the best, right? Calculating mm-hmm. Stars, Witchmark is on there, Artificial Condition by Martha Wells, uh, Poppy The Poppy War, War by RF Kuang, Embers of War by Gareth L. Powell. The list just keeps going on. It's all the winners.
0: These are yeah, I'm seeing a lot of familiar familiar book covers on this list. I'm really curious about Witchmark now. I want to I hadn't I didn't really know much about this book and now I'm like, ooh
1: well, we are going oh, to I need a Veronica soon. pick for December.
0: Indeedly do. Indeedly do we do. All Although right. But you haven't picked
1: an older book in a while. You've been picking a lot of new books, and they're all good. I can't argue with that. I know. Yeah.
0: I know they're good. Veronica
1: doesn't like the old.
0: I do. I do. <laughs> it's
1: like, ugh, musty, old. No, Get out of here.
0: I like old books. Maybe it'll have to be a bookshelf pick. This time around,
1: mm, we'll see. We'll see. But we this I mean, Witchmark does look really interesting.
0: No premises. <laughs> um, Sean D. Whale says Rebecca Roanhorse of SNL awesomeness and her own awesomeness, let's, oh, yeah, let's be clear, is a part of the Star Wars universe. Her novel, Resistance Reborn, is a prequel to Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker.
1: I, Sean included a summary of it. But I'm, knowing how spoiler reverse people can get, especially with Star Wars, mm-hmm. I didn't include it in our notes. And I would say, if you want to know, you can easily find out. Okay. Uh, but but it's it's sort of setting the stage for what's going to happen in the Rise of Skywalker. So if if that sounds cool to you, if you want a little a little insight into maybe where everybody is before mm-hmm. uh, the movie, uh, you want to check this out. And uh, some of my favorite authors have been writing these novels in the new expanded universe for Star Wars. So I was excited to see Rebecca Roanhorse uh, be included in that alongside Delilah Dawson, et cetera.
0: That's amazing. Um, I was explaining uh, to someone, I was just at Adobe Max this past week, and I was talking to someone backstage. Were, were
1: you just at Adobe Max?
0: Yeah, you know, I was I mean, just, just there just for work. Just
1: on stage presenting to the Just giving a world. keynote
0: presentation just in front of 15,000 people, people go, and millions of people at home. But hey. That's cool. Hey.
1: Here's a product that everyone's going to be talking about tomorrow. But, you know, it's just me showing it off. Did you talk about it
0: on DTNS? Oh, we
1: totally talked about it on DTNS. Yes.
0: You should have brought me on. I'm doing press for it. That would have counted as press.
1: (sighs) I figured you were too busy. I didn't even think to talk to you. Of course I should have. That's right. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so while I was there, I was explaining to someone um, what Canon and Retcon meant. Uh huh. I don't know how we got into it, but I used um, I used Chewbacca as an example of how something could be canonical and then be retconned. Ah, uh huh. And so, without getting into too many spoilers there either, uh, I mm-hmm. guess we've we've interviewed you know the the person in charge of that <laughs> um,
1: on the show before, responsible for that. Uh-huh.
0: So, uh, but I thought that was pretty funny. I was like, oh, this is an example not only of something that was canon, but also something that was retconned. Uh, so that was a good. That was that was a funny experience.
1: Oh yeah, and that that is a really good example of of mm-hmm. of that, especially because it's so emotional. Right. Uh, those of you who know what we're talking about know why we say that.
0: <laughs> um, Mark says uh, that Entertainment Weekly has a first look at the next Lady Astronaut novel from Mary Robinette Kowal, The Relentless Moon. Hey, that's ca- you, I just got to say real fast. That's got to be pretty cool. That Entertainment Weekly is like posting. A yeah. first look at this series like it's a sci-fi book and it's been a big enough and hit it's not that, a
1: movie yet yeah that like it a definitely should be
0: that a, the entertainment weekly is writing about it that's yeah, amazing
1: yeah. uh july 14th 2020 is when this will come out according to amazon and by gosh i cannot wait
0: So it feels far away. So long.
1: Uh, And then finally, Mark said, I'm sure some Sword and Laser folks are familiar with this resource already, but it's new to me and perhaps to others. SFF Audio has a public domain PDF page. The SFF Audio team has scanned thousands of science fiction and fantasy short stories, novellas, and novels whose copyright has expired. If you're looking for older stuff to read, check it out. That's great.
0: That's fantastic. Um, All right, well, now it is time for Barrier Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. Um, We had a tweet from Jeffrey N. Baker who says a sample of a short story I wrote and narrated white flame published in the sword and laser anthology uh, has been uh, published up. He's got a sample of the audio up there. He says it was a great honor to be part of such a great book. And we have a link in the show notes to where you can listen to uh, the sample of his narration of his oh, short that's story. So good.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Congratulations on that. That's fantastic. I, I love to see the, the diaspora of people from our anthology off doing amazing things. This you is know, great.
0: We, probably should consider at some point recording the anthology as an audiobook
1: yeah we should i mean why, I would why probably did we wanna... never
0: do that uh
1: time <laughs> same reason we didn't do a second <laughs> anthology uh, right. but yeah yeah we absolutely should we, we should contact all the authors and make sure they're still cool with that that's they, true you know especially after all this time going by but yeah that would that would be super fun we could get different voices for different stories and stuff
0: that would be fun too that'd be yeah. fun too
1: uh, the Sword and Laser Podcast mentioned paranoid Android, said G D John Go on Twitter. So I listened to it again for the first time in years. I never realized what a tremendous debt Radiohead owed to David Bowie.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a nice thought. Yeah. yeah. But good, good album. Very good album.
1: I'm glad we're inspiring uh some musical. Endeavors too,
0: indeed. Um, and then uh, the, there was a thread over on Goodreads about the 2019 Goodreads Awards. Who did you vote for? I did not even realize that the uh, Reader's Choice, the Choice Awards, were open for voting already. But Christo says uh, for fantasy, I read Dragon Republic, Fire and Blood, and Black Leopard. I voted for Dragon Republic. For comics, I read Umbrella Academy. Handmaid's Tale Adaptation, Paper Girls 5, and Shades of Magic, and I voted for Shades of Magic. This is hard. This is hard, too, because in the science fiction category, Charlie Jane Anders and Annalie Newitz are against each other.
1: That's not right.
0: That's not fair! <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> uh... I want to vote for both, even though I've actually not read either of the books that they wrote. Well, the that's always category. the problem
1: for me, right? So I'm yeah. looking at the science fiction uh, mm-hmm. category, and I I don't think I've read—well, I read Tiamat's Wrath. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely read that. I haven't got to Neal Stephenson's Fall yet, though. I don't think I've read any of the rest of these. That's the just... fantasy
0: section was easy for me because I've only read two of them. Um, and mm-hmm. I did, well, no, I didn't read Dragon Republic. I read Poppy War, so I haven't even read Dragon Republic yet. So I'll just spoil it and say I voted for the Kingdom of Copper because that was the only one I read, and I loved it, so I feel good about that choice, but... The, I feel really it, bad voting when I haven't read every book the in the stuff, category. Right. I, you know, and, and I know it seems that unfair.
1: They're just the Goodreads awards; these aren't the Hugo's, so it's not as weighty. And some of it is. I don't think they expect that everybody will have read everything on there, and I think it's okay to vote for the favorite thing you read out of that uh, because that's part of this vote, right? The Hugo's is the best science fiction story. This is the story that most people on Goodreads are yeah, knowing about I and know. talking about.
0: Which is why it kind of feels like a popularity contest yeah, more than anything bit. else. Right. Um, but, but I, I do guess that's think how you these should only are.
1: vote for things if you've read them.
0: I agree. So I guess I just won't vote for anything else because I haven't read any books in any of the other categories this year, which see why I keep trying to read recent things. It's so I can no, have I these conversations yeah, about yeah. like the Hugo Awards and things like that. Because I just don't have time. It's
1: important to go back and read and expose us to ourselves to the older stuff I that don't has an influence. Disagree. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's tough balance.
0: I just really want to find time to read all the things.
1: Maybe we should just quit our jobs.
0: I like my job.
1: I know I like mine too. That's damn. No, um, that won't work.
0: Maybe uh, just stop sleeping. What if we just stop sleeping? We
1: could stop sleeping, but then we'll go mad.
0: I fell asleep <laughs> in a cafe today. <laughs> Did you really? You yeah, had like one o'clock.
1: <laughs> well, you got to get your naps where you can. Man, I went to the, I could totally go off the rails there. I went to the doctor yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was three hours out of my day.
0: That's a long, <laughs> <I was laughs> That's like, a long time. Man,
1: I can't because it was uh, in the morning. So it took me a long time to get there because of traffic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then it was just a long doctor's appointment. For, you know, and it wasn't anything bad, you know, it wasn't serious, yeah. but it just like took a while, you know, you doctors never on time and all that. And then I had to drive home and I was like, "That I can't do that anymore. But
0: I had a doctor's appointment today at 820 and I've been, I have had it booked for like a month and they canceled on me last night. Your so doctor now I have to make, canceled on me. My doctor on canceled on me. The doctor was at sick. At least they
1: didn't ghost on you. That would have been worse.
0: Yeah. And so now I'm like, well, crap. <laughs> Now uh-huh. I have to like I took today off because I was at the conference all week, and I wanted to like relax and right. you know take care of errands and get things done and I was like, "Oh, yeah, finally, I have time to go to the doctor, and then they canceled on me on me anyway, that's <laughs> nobody cares it's no, I, everyone
1: cares. It's just what are you gonna do about that It's you, you can't like your doctor's like, well, sorry, you know what are you gonna do? I guess you guys can get another doctor, but if you like your doctor." That's tough. Well, it's
0: one medical, so she wasn't even my doctor.
1: Oh, what? Really? They couldn't my just give you another like, doctor?
0: No, they just didn't book. They're like, call us, and we'll, you know, we'll find some other time. Oh, and I was no, like, could you just have rebooked o- me with another okay. doctor, like yeah. somewhere else? That
1: is not okay.
0: There's like six one medical locations, like in my immediate area. Like, just like send me to another one or give me the option. Say we booked you in like Hayes Valley versus Mission. Like, go there instead if you Man. want to, and if not, no big deal.
1: My doctor, she when she went out on 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 maternity leave, she was like, "Okay, I'm going to be gone from this point to this point, so mm-hmm. let's set up your appointment for when I'm back." Like she was all over it, make sure I didn't miss anything. That's well, a-
0: you know, with the convenience of this one medical stuff comes the uh- yeah. The Comes the inconvenience,
1: apparently. <laughs>
0: apparently. All right. Yeah. Well, that was a little bit of a rat hole. <laughs> healthcare. Um, mm. Healthcare in the United States. Let's talk about the Snow Queen by
1: Joan D. Vingey. For once, I am not done with it. Uh at the point in time when I'm not supposed to be done with it. So I can talk non-spoilery about my impressions. This is way more sordy than I really expected i knew it had a little bit of a fantasy element to it but i'm i'm feeling like this is one of those really good sword and laser picks because there's a whole thing with the sybils and and the the kind of belief of technology as being magic uh that brings a real fantasy element to this and i'm enjoying it
0: i'm really enjoying it yeah i'm like 30 percent of the way through already yeah i think i'm about the
1: same place yeah
0: yeah. And I'm, I'm super enjoying it. It feels, it feels very modern in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. It feels, when, do you remember off the top of your head when she wrote this?
1: 1980.
0: 1980. Yeah. It feels really modern to me. Um, I like the characters. I find it interesting. The Snow Queen especially is like pretty fascinating to me already. Um, And the world too. And the whole conceit around the, the change coming up and what, what that's going to mean.
1: It's another book that we're reading that could have inspired George R. R. Martin's seasonality in Song of Ice and Fire, right? Because oh, you, have, really? yeah. you have the long summer mm-hmm. and the winter and the winter queen and the summer queen and all that stuff.
0: True. True. Um the yeah, I I'm I'm enjoying it very much so far. Um all the characters I've I've met so thus far have been pretty interesting. The one character that I don't find that interesting, and I don't want to get into it too much, is Starbuck. Um feels a little one-dimensional to me. Uh so but yeah. Also, I won't I'm, go into that too much. I guess Star Galactic okay. definitely
1: came out before she wrote this book. Yeah, that
0: was weird. <laughs> That was weird. A little so
1: weird. So I'm like, did she already have the character name? And then they did too. And she's like, well, I'm not changing my character name. Or did she pick it later? I don't know. But that, that, does, that does hit me. But I don't think you're supposed to like Starbuck. And I feel like at the point you're at in the book, they're definitely positioning some things to happen mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. that will
1: make it necessary for you to have had that character and probably necessary for you not to like that character.
0: Probably. So yes, I, uh, like I said, enjoying it a lot. Um, not sure how this, so this was based on
1: Hans Christian Anderson. Hans Christian Anderson, yeah.
0: which is also what frozen was based
1: right. on. So th- you're right. There's, there's nothing in here that reminds you of frozen really. Nothing. <laughs>
0: no. Nothing. I, and I
1: think that's, that's because like based on means like, oh, I took a couple elements of that story and like threw them into this big wider story that I invented, which is also what frozen does. Frozen, I think is a little closer to the Hans Christian Anderson story. Um, but it takes a lot of liberties too. So yeah. And other than like, Hey, there's ice and a queen. I think there's not a whole lot. similar similarities. And is yet there even
0: ice two. in this world? I mean, it's colder.
1: Yeah. I mean, but it's not like she lives drinks. in a
0: castle made of ice. No,
1: definitely not. Yeah.
0: Or like spews snowflakes and song from her fingertips.
1: There is no talking snowman, no, no boulders that get up and talk. No reindeer. yeah, so if that's what you were here for, we apologize. I so hope we didn't mislead you.
0: <laughs> if you did want uh, everlasting life and ecological discussions on limited resources and interesting uh, uh, time dilation and passage yeah. of information and
1: and relativity all sorts of being things. a major plot point. Yeah. And a, a fairly um, plausible explanation of why you could travel through a black hole. I like that.
0: Yeah. There's all that. I don't think that was in the in the original text.
1: Uh, of the Hans Christian Andersen, you yes. mean? Yes. Yes. You know, I'd have to check. I wouldn't want to say.
0: I haven't read it myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have a feeling.
1: <laughs> I don't recall the Frozen Skates having plausible mechanics for traveling through a black hole. I just, but I don't recall that. now I want
0: to write a sci-fi novel based on Thumbelina. Yeah. You know? Thumbelina, thumbelina, tiny little thing.
1: I was going to let thumbelina you sing that before dance. I did. And it
0: Thumbelina, worked. sing. Anyway, I can go I on.
1: think we owe Disney royalties if you go any farther. So See, Thumbelina, probably,
0: oh, what's the difference yeah, if That's going to cost us. <laughs> when your heart is full of love, you're nine feet tall.
1: <sighs> thumbelina. I don't remember anything about other than that song. I don't remember anything about Thumbelina.
0: I don't either. She's just very small. She's very small. <laughs> she has a lot of love in her heart.
1: <laughs> she is small but mighty.
0: Yep. Yep. I Go think that Thumbelina. could be an interesting sci-fi story.
1: Yeah? I think yeah. you should do that in all your spare time.
0: All my spare time. Just <laughs> <laughs> cram home <laughs> hey, all Hey, it's that not NaNo-WriMo. you like to jump in
1: on NaNoWriMo.
0: It is in my mind.
1: Oh, should <laughs> I give a NaNoWriMo update? Mind. I'm doing Na- NaNoWriMo again, the National Novel Writing Month.
0: Yeah, give give your synopsis.
1: If uh, if anyone has not heard of Nano it is uh, an effort every month, every November, uh, every month. Oh my God! Thank God <laughs> every, it's not every month. Every November uh, to encourage people to write a novel uh, in a month. You, the idea is to get 50,000 words down, which is sort of the minimum length of, of a novel. I mean, there's no law on it, but it's it's sort of like, well, if you get at least 50,000 words down, you've got a novel or you're on your way to a novel. And the whole point is to get you to write, to, to get rid of your barriers, to get rid of your excuses, and to get you writing uh, And I've been doing it since 2003. Uh, I had a great conversation with the Reading Glasses folks, with uh, Brianne Mallory, about National Novel Writing Month. You should go check out the Reading Glasses podcast uh, for that, and just because it's an awesome podcast. But I'm uh, 19,000 words in as of this recording, and it's going well. Today was the first day, though, when I looked at the page and was like, I got nothing. I, you oh, know, I, well, maybe after a drink. No, but that's the thing about NaNoWriMo. W- what I've learned from NaNoWriMo is it doesn't matter if you have nothing, put words down. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, let me actually go. I will tell you exactly what I wrote because I was looking at the page. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And it was w- where I would normally have writer's block, right? But because it was, I was look. I was like, well, I'm just going to write something. I had just had one of the characters come down in some swimwear
0: <laughs> okay,
1: uh, because they're going to go dive into the lake. And I was like, all right, I don't know where to go with this because they all have their swimmer on and they're going to go to the lake. I guess I just haven't walked down to the lake. And I'm like, uh, mom doesn't like the, this, the swimwear. And I was like, Kel, your father had a diving suit come with me. But mom, I never needed to wear a diving suit before. And then it just died, took off from there. Hmm. So that's the beauty of NaNoWriMo is it tells you, like, don't think about it too hard. Just put words down. Just get words down. You'll go back and edit and revise later. But it, it it's great. It's great at just getting me past my own blocks and, and getting ideas down on, not paper, but, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Google Docs in this case. But it works.
0: That's good. That's. I think that's awesome. Also, I've been really struggling lately with, with wanting to have a creative outlet and not knowing what to do with my very limited creative skills, which feels very ironic considering I work at Adobe.
1: Yeah, um, and do this podcast, and
0: but it know. doesn't feel it doesn't feel creative in the same way. Mm-hmm. No, I, know I what don't you mean. know. I like, I'm not know what an you mean. artist. I don't draw. I don't like paint. I don't write poetry. So I don't know.
1: You should, if you want to write, you should create a task to write or edit something every day and then promise yourself you'll spend five minutes on it. So it doesn't have to be a huge task in your day. If you have more time than that, which you will often, you'll spend more time on it. But the biggest problem for me has been like, I don't have time for that. So I, I made a task for myself every day and I'm like, even if I don't spend a lot of time, like mm-hmm. as long as I write a few words, that's all I care about. And of course, most days I spend way more time than that. But on the days that I can't, I don't feel guilty about it.
0: That sounds fair. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll try to, fi- I'll try to find. I gotta find my creative conduit.
1: Yeah. Find your niche.
0: My niche, whatever my niche is. Maybe it's just.
1: Or your niche view.
0: Filling my mouth with paints, spewing it all over the canvas. Just,
1: Five minutes a day of spewing paint from your mouth onto paint. canvas. Yeah. Yes. Whatever Perfect. it is, <laughs> do video, right. do
0: shoot video of that. Will do. Um, on that note, that's the end of our show. Uh, our show, our show, and don't worry, not my paint spewing mm. is entirely not funded yet. by you, our patrons. That'll be a separate Patreon. A- Could do a Patreon for that. Uh, So thank you so much to all the folks who back our show. If you want to help support us, head over to patreon.com slash swordandlaser.
1: You can also support the show by buying books through our links. Find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks.
0: Send us an email, feedback at swordandlaser.com. Our website is swordandlaser.com. All of our discussions happen over on goodreads.com slash swordandlaser. And you can call and leave us a voicemail at 415- Seven sword six. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.
1: This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.